Hello there, General Kenobi. Hello, everybody. How, how are we doing? How are we doing, people? Good to see you again. Good to see you again. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Um, yeah. What, what's the deal, people? What's going on in the world? What is happening to these people? What's wrong with us? I don't know. I can't cover it all on this show. It's just sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I just wonder about the things that I see. I see you people do, but you know, that's why I'm here. I'm here to help you along. Obviously, you need my help and my advice. I, clearly, I'm the ultimate authority on everything. I'm the expert in the room, and you should really just listen to me. That's that's what the deal is here, okay? And if you think I'm kidding, well, I just want to tell you that uh, anyway. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I hope you've been doing well. I've been doing well, you know. Middle of January, it's it's warmed up finally. Uh, you know, I don't like the cold. I don't know if I've said this before, but the cold and I, we don't get along. I just... You know, it's like you add a you have to add a whole extra step in the morning. You have to get ready for the cold, put on extra layers. You have to wonder. You know, I'm just I'm not built for the cold. You know, I'm used to spending my time in sunny Charleston, South Carolina, and you know, on the beach in Greece or wherever it is. I just the cold for me is not it. It's not it. You know, it's nice about one day a year, and then I'll and then I think I've had enough. Uh, yeah, so it's warming back up again here in Chucktown, uh, which I'm happy about. You know, the ideal temperature is really somewhere in the 70s, you know. That's really it. You know, not too hot, not too cold, nice breeze, perfect weather. You know, you could wear shorts in a in a pullover or something. That's that's the sweet spot right there. Well, you could wear shorts and then long sleeves. That is the perfect weather for me. At least for me, that is. You know, you, you people, I don't know about you. You might like negative 42 or whatever it is. I don't know. All I know is that I couldn't live somewhere in the cold. It's like in the end of Goodfellas, Henry Hill. He says, I don't care where you send me. Just don't send me anywhere cold. And that's, that's, I'm with Henry Hill on that. I I don't want to go somewhere cold. Well, you really can't control that, Henry. I just don't want nowhere cold. But anyway, um, you know what I did the other day? I did my old pastime, my old, my old hobby. I walked around for like three hours. I, I'm serious. I had, I had to do something in you know one part of town. I went downtown, downtown Charleston. I just walked around, and it's the best thing ever. I, I need to do this more often. You just start, just get there. You start walking. Where are you gonna end up? I don't know. You know, I walked down all the way up and down King Street. I walked down to the market. I walked down the East Bay Street. I walked all over the place. I don't know how much I walked. I don't, you know, I don't do it. I don't do it for the numbers. I do it for the sport of walking around and looking at things. And just, you don't, there's no need to say anything. There's no need to think. You just start walking and then you start observing things. Um, I was standing, I was standing on the street and this car goes by and they start honking, waving at me. I couldn't even tell who it was. And nobody ever fessed up to it. I was like, who, who was that? Nobody nobody messaged me saying, I just saw you on King Street. Nobody said nothing. They just waved to me and then they went on their way. No idea who it was. And then I get a message the next day and somebody else had seen me. 
I, I can't go anywhere. I'm like a celebrity here. I mean, what, what's the deal? I can't go anywhere without being spotted. You're listening to a, a icon of Charleston. That's that's it. It's like, uh, you know, I am Charleston. That That's really it. Manoli is Charleston, and Charleston is Manoli. Uh, I just don't know. I'm going to have to start walking around with the with the bodyguard or something, an armed escort, wear some sunglasses and, you know, a, a baseball cap. Look like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, but uh, anyway, listen, I, I, I invite people to come speak to me. I enjoy it. I like attention, people. I, if you come see me, come say hello. I'll just, you know, look at me from afar and then tell me I saw you yesterday. It's like... Say hello. But anyway, I digress, you know. You know, it's hard being famous. That's all I can say. Um, anyway, I'm walking around, right? I walk around two, three hours, and I see see a couple, and they're pushing a stroll. Uh, I don't know what you call that. A wagon. A wagon. And I'm like, oh, they're pushing the wagon. They must have their little child in there, little baby. I look in there. It's a freaking dog. I'm just like. Why? Um, the dog has legs, you know. He, he's capable of walking. At least I think it did. Maybe maybe the dog, I don't know, can't walk for whatever. I don't freaking know. You know, I, I assume the dog could walk. Well, that's a dangerous assumption, Nelly. Why? Can't I talk about something on this show? Um, it's just like, really? Really? You push the dog around in the wagon. Why? Why do you do it? He probably wants to walk. He needs exercise. You know, the, what is happening with the dogs? You got to let them walk around. He's got to have exercise. Let the dogs walk. It's it's just, I don't understand it. You know, I, I expected to see a kid in there, and then I look at it, it's, it's a freaking dog. But, hey, listen, you know, to each their own, if that's what you want to do, but, suppose it's just uh i don't know that's just a lot of i mean do you think they bought the wagon for the dog it's a big investment you know i mean the dog they like to walk but anyway i, I don't know i don't know i'm not a dog expert i just you know sometimes i just wonder about the things that i see in the street and you just wonder it's like why i'm not saying don't do it i'm just but anyway, yeah, I walked around. I didn't think I bought anything. Uh, I walked into a bunch of stores, and I think I just looked around, and I didn't buy a single thing. Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I went to the record store. Oh, gosh, I'm dropping things over here. I have to have something. You have to understand. I have to have something in my hands when I speak. If I don't have something in my hands, I can't talk. If I can't move my hands and gesture with something and point at things, I can't. I'm lost. I have to do it. So excuse me while I pick up this thing that I have here. This uh, It's actually a seam ripper. I use it for my business and I use it to pop the seams in the suits that I make for people. So there you go. I also use it as a box opener. It's a very, very handy thing. And I, I get to use it to point it while I'm talking to you. You can't see it, but I'm pointing at you. I always enjoyed the pointing. And my friend Sam, he called it, he was on the show, Sam. He called it the Manoli point, and he, we put a trademark on it, and that's it. And after I, you know, make it a point, I point. I just, it might be up, you know, if I'm just, if it's a passive thing, I'll point straight up in the air. But if I'm, you know, talking to someone in a, in a uh, 
a stern tone, not necessarily, uh, you know, aggressive, just stern, I would point at them. Now listen, listen, people, this is what it is. This is what it is. This is what it is, people. I don't understand why. Why is it that you go, you sit at a bar, right? Or at a restaurant, whatever it may be. You're sitting there and you order a beer, right? You order a beer. And then the person asks you, would you like a glass with that? It's like, no. Why would I want a glass? It's already in a glass. Why do I need a glass for the glass? Why? And you know what? I, 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 I kid you not. The, the, time, the last time I did that, I never thought about it before. I always just said no. But then I started wondering. It's like, wait a minute. Why are we putting glass? Why are we moving it from one glass to another? And I said, you know what? I don't understand this. Why? It's already in a glass. Why would I need a glass? And the bartender, you know what she said? She said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I have a theory on people that ask for a cold glass with their beer. I said, what's the theory? And she said, just know that you're on the good side of the theory. I'm like, that's right. You see, I'm always thinking ahead. I, I You know, I don't want to make somebody wash a glass. You know, I'll just drink it straight from the glass bottle. What's the big deal? Now, if it comes in an aluminum thing, I'm not big on that. It tastes, you know, metallic and like I'm drinking, I don't know, Merlot or something. It's the worst thing ever. But um, but if it's in a glass, I'll just I'll keep the glass it's in. You know, I don't want to waste glass here. You know, everybody's talking about wasting and wastefulness and whatnot. Why do I have to, you know, that glass, it carried that beer, it carried the beer in it. I think it deserves to be drank out of. That's all I think. You know, I just, uh, I just don't understand why you need a glass for the glass. But then you have to think about it. Like, let's say you pour your beer into the glass, right? Now the th- the opening is so wide, you could get flies in there. You know, somebody could sneeze, and the particles could come and, and sit into your beer. You don't know what's going on. But the bottle is, you know, the opening is smallest, right? So I mean, it's not a big. Uh, uh, what you say, uh, diameter, circumference, whatever the hell it is, uh, it, it's there's less space for germs to come in. So I mean, and plus it's sealed, right? You have the cap, and you just uh, you start to twist off, or you pop it off, and there you go. It's never been touched before. Before it hits your lips, with these glasses, people sticking their fingers in there. Somebody else's mouth was on that thing. Why would you want a glass? Why would you want a glass? Just drink the damn thing out of the bottle. Why do you got to be such a prima donna? I asked my mother, she said, because some people, they don't want to make it look like they're drinking out of the bottle. It's like, I, I guess that could make sense. But then you have to wonder, well, it's the same thing. You're still, people know you're drinking a beer either way. What's the difference? What is the difference? This is, I don't know who started this practice. I don't know who started it. Maybe it goes back to the Romans or whatever the hell it is, you know, drinking uh, meat or whatever, but. I'm going to put an end to it. We're not wasting any more glass. If it comes in a glass bottle, that's it. You have to drink it out of the bottle. Okay? That's the rule. I'm making the rule. And if I catch you pouring it from one glass bottle into a glass, I'm going to, you know, it might be a fine. It might be a fine involved. You know, somebody has to wash that glass. But, uh, 
Yeah, I'm just, you know what? I'm laying down the law here. If I was a dictator, that would be it. That would be it. If you you have to have a glass, you got to pay a fine. That's it. I'm not going to throw you in jail. I'm not going to, you know, you're not going to be penalized except for you got to pay a fee. Pay a fee. It's the it's called the wash in the glass fee because you just had to have a special glass. But that's it. Um, what else can I talk about? What else can I complain about? Um, have you seen, uh, for my Survivor fans, people, I don't know. Have you seen a Sandra, Sandra Diaz Twine versus Parvati Shallow? They keep going back and forth. They keep ripping each other's throats out. You know, I don't understand what the argument is. One, Sandra won twice, right? And Parvati, she won once and then she lost to Sandra. So what is the, what's the debate here? I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Parvati. It's just, you know. It's not like you never faced each other in the game. But Sandra won. That's that's really it. I mean, you should, you could think that Barbie should have won all you wanted to. I mean, strategically, she was probably better. But uh, it's not always about that. You know, you gotta you gotta be likable. You have to have the jury has to like you enough to to give voting for you to win, right? Just ask Russell Hands. Um, even still, their whole little feud, the back and the forth, Sandra, you never started it. Saying, you know, well, I beat Parvati because this, this, and that. And then Parvati came back and it's going back and forth, you know, these two. It, it's always been the question, Sandra or Parvati, right? I mean, let's face it, they're, they're, the, they're the two, probably the two best players other than, you know, Tony now. But back in the day, it was Sandra or Parvati. That was it. Tony also won twice. The Greek, of course. But um, I digress. Um, but uh, I have to say, uh, I don't know. I found their feud more entertaining than the last season. I just, I wish the show would go back to where you got to know the characters. I mean, they're people, but, you know, it's a TV show. There's heroes and villains, and there's side characters. It's, it's a story. It's a story. I mean, you have to know who to root for and who to root against. I mean, I mean, people who watch the show, they all remember, you know, I don't know, the famous moments, and just, it felt more like you understood how the castaways fit in with each other socially because at the end of the day it's, it's a social game i mean that that's it they have to like you enough to vote for you you can play a great strategic game and i like the strategy i mean that's my favorite part is seeing you know how people navigate the game and you know me as a juror i might vote for the strategy but you know i'm not on the show but you have to have a basic respect for someone to vote for them to earn a million dollars but anyway the guy who won this season, I have to say, uh, he was probably my favorite player. And then he gave away all the money. He gave it away to help veterans. I thought that was very honorable. Um, so a good ending. Of course, you know, a lot of the fans didn't see it that way. They were all up in arms saying that the runner-up, uh, Cassidy should have won. Cassidy should have won, blah, 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 blah. It's like, hey, listen, she got one vote to win. There's, I don't know, it's like 10 people voting. It's like. Clearly, they, they didn't like her enough to vote for her to win. It's just, like it or not, that that, that has to be it. I mean, it, all, it really comes down to that. Who do you respect to win and who would you like to win? And, you know, I mean, her game wasn't that st- it wasn't that big of a robbery in my eyes. It's not like she, I don't know, controlled every vote from here to here. I mean, she was just, uh, just kind of coasted. But anyway...
all the finalists, they didn't really play very strong games. I was happy the guy who won won because I liked him and I, I admire what he did with the money. But, um, yeah, the season just was, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. But, anyway, um, what else is going on? I don't know. I don't know. You know what I like about removing from the winter into the spring and coming in, you know, to the, of course, it's January. It's not really the spring yet, but it might as well be spring here in Charleston. But you know what I like about that is that the days are getting longer again. I don't like when you get out of work and then it's black outside. I mean, that is just the most, that is the worst feeling. It's like, you get out and then the day is over and then sometimes it's raining and Charleston drivers are so bad in the rain. It's like, and there's no sun in the sky. It's like, Oh no, I like to get out. I like to see the sun or the sunset, the birds chirping, the blue skies, the clouds. That's what I like. And it's starting to come back, baby. That's it. I'm happy, 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 happy. I like the sun to be out. You know, I see it. I say, Oh, the sun is out. It's a good day. But yeah, I, I, in the winter when it's like five o'clock and it looks like it's midnight, I can't take it. It, it drives me nuts. I'm like, oh no! I mean, you think about these some places, you know, some of these places people live. It, it's it's daylight, you know, half of the year it's daylight all throughout, and then the other half it's literally black. It, you know, night. There's there's no sun for I don't know months of the year. It's like, how do you even live like that? I don't know. I mean, God bless him. My goodness, I, I couldn't I couldn't do it. It would drive me nuts. I would have to go somewhere else for the winter. But something, hey, people do it. I guess you get used to it like anything, but man, oh man. I mean that would that would drive you nuts. No sun. I don't know. I don't know. Um so I went out the other night. I went downtown, you know, onto the town with some friends of mine. Some friends of mine, they just got engaged. Congratulations, Andrew and Grayson. Happy for you. Um, anyway, so yeah, they were out celebrating, you know, them and a few friends of theirs. And uh, I went out and I, I enjoyed it. Had a good time. Danced a little bit. But uh, I have to say, I have to say, I don't know what's going on with the bathroom, but there's no reason... There's no reason why the men's room should have a line from here to Timbuktu. I mean, what are you doing in there? I mean, I'm not going to get graphic here, but I mean, it, you know, it doesn't take that long. Man, why is there a line 30 people long to go to the bathroom? I don't understand this. Did we all wait to go at the same time? It's like you get in and you get out. There's no, what is, I don't know what, the, is there socializing? Is there a convention going on? Is there a concert going on that I don't know about in the bathroom? I don't know what the deal is. You go in and you get out. So, I mean, I know most of you guys don't even wash your hands, which is disgusting, but, you know, so what are you doing? But whatever. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's no, re my point is, is that, you know, there should be no, there's no reason why the line should have been that long. I mean, it's really that simple. You go in and you get out. There should be no socializing. You should just, you know, go in and stare at the ceiling. And then when you're done, you wash your hands, please, and get out. That That's really it. I don't know. 
I don't understand what's going on with the bathroom situation. But, I don't know, stranger things have happened, I suppose. Stranger things have happened. But, anyway, um, I was listening the other day, I was listening to uh, one of my many records that I have now, opera, uh, Mitredate, Re di Ponto, which is uh, Mitredati's the Greek... Uh, or Hellenic, which might be the better term, but the Hellenic, uh, he was a, a king, and he reigned over the Pontus, the Ponto region, the Pontus region, and uh, Mozart wrote an opera about him, which is a pretty, pretty big compliment. Um, I've talked about it before, but I mean, this opera is really great. I mean, yeah, it's three and a half hours long, and there's 22 arias, but my goodness, the music, it just keeps you engaged, and it's great because uh, the story is good but it's not that hard to follow but the music is fantastic and you have to think about it this kid was 14 years old when he wrote it but i mean what was i doing at 14 years old i don't even know watching spongebob i mean i love spongebob don't get me wrong but i wasn't composing masterpieces um and i mean the 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 name character it's a tenor right he has like i think 10 high c's written i mean it's a very difficult scene between the tenor and aspasia the the main soprano and Everybody involved, really. And it's interesting that I like the opera so much because it's uh, three sopranos, a uh, mezzo-soprano, and then two tenors. I mean, there's no baritone or basses, so it's like I don't even have my people in there. But I still love the opera. It's great. I, it never gets old for me. I can put it on and just enjoy it. It's three and a half hours long, but it feels like it goes by like that. I'm telling you, it feels like it goes by like that. So if you're an opera fan, you're looking for something new, I recommend it. You know, try it out. You might like it. See, what else can I do for you? What else did I get? I have all kinds of opera stuff. Maria Callas and uh, the, the whole thing. You know, I'm a big Maria Callas fan. What can I say? She's my favorite. Uh, maybe I'm biased. I don't know. But uh, she's my favorite. Okay. that That's really it. That's it. I like other singers uh, for the for the mezzo-sopranos, I like uh, Giulietta Simeonato. Of course, they sang together a lot. I like Tito Gabi for baritones, Cesare Siepi for basses, um, Ezio Pinta for basses. I like a, a ton of singers. Uh, Beverly Sills, uh, Franco Corelli, Lawrence Melchior, uh, Frida Leiter. Uh, lots of singers. Lots of singers that I like. Maria's my favorite, but you, you have to have a variety, of course. I mean, you can't just listen to the same singer over and over again. But, uh, yeah, so I'm slowly building my my record collection. It's starting to fill up uh, my shelf space, but uh, I'll find a way to keep more. I think I'm done buying for now. I'm going to take a little break. You know, I got a lot for Christmas and whatnot. Thank you, everybody that got me something. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to... It's slowly building, you know, Vivaldi, Handel, Monteverdi, Verdi, Mozart, Bach, you know, the legends, Puccini, uh, who else do I have? I don't know, I have a lot, Rossini, of course, um, yeah, uh, you know, I was talking to the other day, Leo, my little brother, he's six years old, he's obsessed with the Titanic, I mean, the kid is really interested with the history and stuff, and I love it, I mean, I think it's great that he's interested in history. I love history. I mean, I could talk about it for ages. Um, 
But he's really into the Titanic, you know, the disaster and the mystery and the, I don't know. But he, he's just into it. But uh, he also loves Elvis. I'm not sure if that's related. But uh, anyway, so he was talking about that, the Titanic and he said, uh, I was helping him read some stuff with it. I said, oh, wow, look at that. Captain Smith, he was going to retire right after he sailed the Titanic, right? And then the next day he goes, and this is a quote. Let me let me make sure I have this right here. Hold on one second. Anyway, Leo, you know, age six, he goes, the captain from the Titanic didn't even get to retire. It's not his fault that it wasn't unsinkable. He believed that too, and he crashed it into an iceberg. <laughs> oh, gosh. Captain Smith did nothing wrong, according to Leo. Captain Smith was innocent. He deserved his retirement. You know, um, it is a shame, though. I mean, you have to think about that. I mean, that is like, what are the odds of that? This is your last voyage. This is it. You're going to usher in the be- the new age of ocean liners and onto the greatest, biggest ship that ever was. It's one voyage. That's all you're going to do. And then what do you know? What do you know? One fateful night, April 15, 1912, you crash into a damn iceberg. And listen, there's all kinds of conspiracies that UFOs were involved. There was a fire that weakened the whole. But the bottom line is that the thing crashed and it sank, okay? That's really it. I mean, what a tragedy. I mean, could you imagine? Can you imagine being those poor people? You're asleep, and then the next minute, the ship is sinking. And it sank really fast. I mean, it was like less than three hours later, the thing was in the on the, you know, on the bottom of the ocean. That is really fast. I mean, no wonder it was such a disaster, but I just thought it was funny how he said that. Like, like it's not his fault. He could just be able to crash an iceberg as much as he pleased, you know, poor Captain Smith. But they say that the way, they say that the sea was so flat that there was no way that you would be able to see the iceberg on the horizon. I don't know, something crazy, like, that's what they said it was like something about the moonlight or the reflection or something is that if you were looking, you wouldn't be able to see it until you was right on you. That's apparently what they say, or maybe the, you know, lookout was just drunk or something. I don't know, but it's a, it's a damn shame. And then the sister ship, the Britannic, and not many people know this, it sank as well. It was being used as a hospital ship in World War One. And where did it sink? It sank in Greece. It's actually only in like 400 feet of water. People dive it. I mean, it's dangerous, but people do it. Um, gosh, that's a dangerous hobby. I don't know how anybody gets the courage to do that. I mean, oof, I, I, I couldn't do I mean, I could do a, like a shallow dive. But I mean, you talk about extreme diving, bad current. But, but my point is, is that <clears throat> nobody knows that. It was hit by a mine. And it was sailing through Greece, and it, it hit a, a mine or something, and yeah, it, it sank, and nobody knows about it. And then the other sister ship, it hit another ship, and it almost sank. And then here's the kicker. The same maid, or maybe she was a nurse, I don't remember exactly, was on the Olympic when it hit the other ship, the Titanic when it sank, she survived. And then she survived the Britannic sinking. She survived all three ships during the disasters. Now, the Olympic had stayed in service, and then they scrapped it because they're morons. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, 
that is that has to be one of the dumbest decisions ever because you have the sister ship of the Titanic and it's there. I mean, I understand, you know, you get a lot of money out of it selling for scrap in the 30s or whatever depression may be. I don't know. But think about that. What if they have preserved it? And I know it's hard to preserve ships. It is very difficult. They have issues with, you know, it, it takes a lot of money to preserve those ships. But I mean, seriously, you freaking blew it because I mean, you have the sister ship of the Titanic. People could go on it and see, you know, you could like retrofit it to be exactly like the Titanic was. It basically was. It was the sister ship. So you could, people could get on to see it and walked around and they get an idea of what the Titanic was like. But no, you, you, you scrapped it. Idiots. Um, here's another Titanic fact. And this is really interesting. You know, the Titanic had a uh, tender attached to it in the same style. It looked like a little mini Titanic. It was called the SS Nomadic. And guess what? That's still around. So the Nomadic actually is here. It's here. It was built to transfer passengers and mail to and from the Olympic and the Titanic. And it's the only surviving vessel designed by the same guy who designed the Titanic and the Olympic. Um, yeah, so you can actually see that one. That's that's in Belfast. And I went there. And for some reason, I didn't see it. I would like to have seen it. But uh, see, that's kind of interesting that you can still see that. And it looks just like a little Titanic. It has one smokestack, but the paint's the same. It's just like a little mini one, but it's a tender, and that's the only thing left. I did see where they built the Titanic. I saw, like, the shipyard, former shipyard, and that was interesting. And the museum was great. Um, I, I just find the, the fascinating thing. It's just a shame what happened to those poor people. And, I mean, that water was – it's just a horrific way to go. But, anyway, it is interesting and fascinating. But, hey, Captain Smith, he didn't do anything wrong. According to Leo, that is, but – you know, <laughs> wisdom from Leo is, is pretty good. Six-year-old, he's, he's very smart, very smart kid. But uh, anyway, I uh, I think that's it for me. I think that's going to do it right now. But I, I'm just keep, I keep dropping stuff. Do you hear that? Did you hear it that time? I, I can't, I don't know. I, ha I guess I just can't hold on to anything anymore. I start talking and it just flies out of my hand. But anyway, um. I hope you have a very nice rest of your week. Uh, and I, I knocked over my remote. This is, I got to go to bed. This is crazy. Um, anyway, I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your boss, tell your family, tell your spouse, tell, tell the stranger at the bus stop, tell the guy down the street who lives in your neighborhood. Hey, listen to Manoli. He's got some wisdom, and he has a vendetta against pouring glass from uh, beer from one glass to another. This is very interesting stuff here, very interesting. And I thank you for listening, and I will see you next time, all right?